You're listening to Short Inspirations from Ralph. Purity in an Impure World. Part 1. I want to introduce a question that was on the psalmist's mind when he wrote this and really has been an issue in a sin-plagued world right down through the corridors of time. And today, it's a question for every person that lives on the face of this earth. Psalm 119 verse 9 to 11. David says, How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Verse 10. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. The question here is, how can a young man or a young woman cleanse their ways? It says young, particularly because the struggles of life can start in a major way from a very young age. I once heard someone a few years ago talking about the sexual forces that are in each of us. And he said something like this. He said, when we're born, we're made and put together almost like a house being built where all the wiring has been put in all the lights the power the cables the switches etc etc and then we get when we get to puberty around what 11 12 13 14 years of age suddenly the mains power switch is flipped on and all the power goes right through out the house and excuse the expression, but all hell breaks loose. Suddenly we're charged up with these amazing zaps of current through our system that we never really knew existed before. It floods into our heads and minds and can dominate us, even for the rest of our lives. And then comes the big question, what do we do with these forces that are within us? What things are we taught? And what voices do we listen to? There seems to be two main streams of thought here. One is, you can do whatever you like. There's certain limitations here and there and certain safety things, but go for it. Another pathway is a pathway of restraint. And this is a very rare and unpopular pathway in today's world because it seems that there is this if it feels right, do it mentality, as I've said. It's a very shallow concept that's void of consequences. There seems to be no voice or very little that talks about a young man or a young woman keeping this thing called purity until they find the right person to marry, which results in great blessing in their lives and in the generations to come. One word that it's called is abstinence. Yes, I know it is a difficult pathway, but it's one of the most God-honoring things that a person can do. And I'll say this, another unpopular statement. Virginity is to be championed, not scorned. This alternative view is not taught in our schools and is criticized Something like, get real, they're going to do it anyway. 
My question is, are we going to abandon talking about this subject in this way because of that? It's a wee bit like allowing a child to eat as much ice cream as they want to, just endlessly. If it feels good, do it. Of course we don't, because it's not good for them. This is the same thing. Over the years, I have helped and counseled many, many people on this area. How can I stay on track? What is it that I have to do to continue in the way that I know is right? And I've heard the cry from people who have struggled. And I am not saying that this is easy, but what I am saying, the downstream benefits of restraint and abstinence are incredibly powerful. And I have witnessed great blessing on people's lives, including our own, when this is observed in their lives. Over this series, I want to bring out four myths that people tell themselves that are not true to do with this whole subject of purity. God bless you.